All right, everybody, Logan Alex CPA here. It's been a little while since I've created a video. That's because we just have been inundated with new clients at Choice Tax Relief. Thankfully, I have made some new hires, some new experienced hires for my tax relief company, and uh, I'm going to get back in the swing of content creation here. Uh, I will also be getting a haircut and a beard trim here in the next week. So the next time you see me, hopefully I won't be this scruffy. But we've had a lot of news this week um, from the federal government about debt and forgiving debt. Uh, obviously, the thing that's made the news like crazy is Biden's student loan forgiveness of up to $10,000 for federal student loans uh, for households uh, with incomes less than $125,000, uh, up to $20,000 in student loan forgiveness uh, if you meet certain eligibility Pell Grant, things like that. Um, but what I want to talk about today is probably um, a slightly lesser known, or not slightly, uh, lesser known uh, form of debt forgiveness that the federal government announced just yesterday, actually. And uh, that came out in IRS notice uh, 2002-36. I went through it uh, yesterday. Um, it's actually not super technical. Uh, it's only about eight pages, seven and a half pages. Went through it. I'm going to explain it to you. If you're wondering what that uh, this markup is, um, my kids visited me at my office yesterday and uh, did their, their handiwork on, on a lot of the documents on my desk. Uh, but I'm going to go through this notice right now in this video. I'm going to explain it to you. I'm going to explain uh, what it means. There's a lot of it in here that isn't applicable to the average taxpayer, but there's a lot of it uh, in here that is uh, is certainly applicable to the average taxpayer to the tune of over $1 billion of IRS penalty forgiveness. Okay, so uh, I'm going to open up the notice on my computer right now and let's take a look. All right, so here's the notice. Uh, you can see here, notice 2022-36, IRS notices, things like that. The year comes first. So this is the 36 notice that the IRS has published in the year 2022. Okay, so when you read IRS notices, uh, the beginning is the purpose, um, basically a summary of what the notice is about. And the uh, this notice announces penalty relief, penalty forgiveness um, for three kinds of penalties, okay? One, the first one, and this is the kind of penalty relief that is most applicable to most taxpayers, is certain failure to file penalties uh, with respect to tax returns for taxable years 2019 and 2020 that are filed on or before September 30th, 2022. It says certain failure to file penalties. Later in the notice, it tells you exactly which failure to file penalties those are. These are penalties for not filing a tax return on time. Okay, and I'm going to talk about specifically uh, who this applies to later in this video. Uh, the second kind of penalty forgiveness announced in this notice is for certain international information return penalties. Okay, so this is like if you have a foreign corporation or something like this. Um, the penalties for for failing to file those returns can be quite onerous. I am not going to spend time talking about these because I'm going to assume that most of you out there um, do not have a foreign corporation. Uh, you are not a beneficiary of a foreign trust or, or anything like that. Um, and then also the third type of penalties that this notice uh, announces penalty forgiveness for is certain information return penalties. So when it says information return, uh, think like 1099s right? 
um, that that's what it's getting at here. Certain information return penalties with respect to taxable year 2019 returns that were filed on or before August 1st, 2020, and you know 2020-1099s that were filed on or before August 1st, 2021. Okay, um, these dates are past, right? But this date is still in the future. Okay, so if you qualify for this penalty abatement and you have not filed certain tax returns yet. You probably want to file those returns by September 30th, 2022, so you can qualify for this abatement. Confused? That's okay. I'm going to explain it more uh, in depth and tell you exactly what you need to know. Okay. Um, then in the second section here, it gives a background of all the penalties, right? And kind of the uh, statutory authority for uh, these penalties. They actually call the penalties in addition to tax, right? Uh, but basically, this section 6651A1 penalty, that is the penalty for failing to file a 1040 tax return by the original deadline or if you um, filed an extension by the extended deadline for that return. The failure to file penalty can be quite massive. It maxes out at 25% of your uh, balance, right? And it gets there quite quickly. It's 5% a month up to uh, 25% if you also are, are haven't paid your taxes, and you, which you probably haven't, and you are assessed a failure to pay penalty as well, then your failure to file penalty is reduced by the, the half a percent a month uh, failure, to, failure to pay penalty. But nevertheless, the failure to, to uh, file penalty will still max out at 25% of your balance, right? So if you haven't filed, say, your 2019 return and you owe $10,000 on that return, uh, by now the failure to file penalty will have maxed out at 25% of your balance or $2,500. So that's pretty significant, right? If you showed a $100,000 balance on that return, your 2019 return, you haven't filed it yet, you're going to be looking at a $25,000 failure to file penalty. That doesn't even include the failure to pay penalty um, and the, uh, you know, the interest that has accrued over time. Now, just to be clear, this notice is not uh, announcing forgiveness of the failure to pay penalty nor uh, uh, for, uh, forgiveness of interest. The IRS cannot just at its discretion forgive interest. Interest is a, is a statutory thing. Um, it, uh, it, is, it, is, it is required in a sense. The IRS doesn't really have discretion uh, to abate the interest. All the IRS is doing in this notice is forgiving the failure um, to file penalty, which is the more massive penalty uh, for many kinds of tax returns. And I'll tell you which returns those are um, in a second. Uh, and then it goes through some more statutory authority for other penalties, uh, the next like five here um, are international, uh, uh, mostly international returns. You can see foreign corporation, uh, foreign persons, um, you know, foreign trust, things like that. This penalty, Section 6698A1, that is the penalty for failing to file a partnership tax return. So we get a lot of people uh, who call in who started a business um, with a friend, right? Maybe they set up an LLC or something, and they never filed a tax return for that LLC. And uh, depending, and it's based on the number of, of partners in the partnership. Um, it's it's like a certain amount per partner per month, and those uh, penalties can get absolutely massive for failing to file a partnership tax return. We're talking thousands and thousands of dollars um, just for a, a small partnership, right? So um, this partnership is covered. Uh, fa fa failure to filing a partnership return is covered. Section sixty six ninety nine a one, similar thing, right? With a, with S corps. Um, if you don't file an S-Corp return timely, you're going to be assessed a failure to file penalty based on the number of shareholders in the S-Corporation, a certain amount per month, depending on what year we're talking about. Um, it's not obviously not based on the tax 
for a partnership or an S corporation because um, at the federal level, those entities generally do not pay taxes, right? So 1040, the penalty is based on the, the tax balance on the return. S corp and K and uh, partnerships, they're based on the number of owners in the business. I mean, these S corps, you know, they can pay federal tax or it's built in gain stuff tax and stuff like that. If it was, you know, a previous uh, C corp, you know, there's things like that. But um, uh, in general, S corps and partnerships are, are passed through entities. They don't pay tax. I have an S corp. And in California, we actually have to pay California income tax on uh, California S-Corp income, uh, believe it or not. But at the federal level, uh, generally S-Corps um, don't pay tax. And then um, 6721A2A, <coughs> this is um, for the uh, uh, 1099s, right? So failing to file a 1099. Um, I'm going to focus, though, <coughs> for purposes of this video on this one here, failing to file a 1040, right? Because... Every week we get people who call in. I have not filed my tax returns in years. I have not filed my tax returns in years. Well, this this is for you. Um, okay, I'm going to go through my go back where we were. Um, okay, so why are they doing this, right? And they kind of give their reasoning here. Uh, they blame COVID, of course, right? Um, as the government uh, as the government does, right? Uh, and they say that it has, you know, an unprecedented effect on the IRS's personnel and operations. Um, you know, they were tasked with distributing stimulus payments, and that set them back while sustaining, you know, regular operations in a pandemic environment with limited resources, blah, blah, blah. And so they say uh, the Treasury Department and the IRS have determined that the penalty relief described in this notice will allow the IRS to focus its resources more effectively, as well as provide relief to taxpayers uh, affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, that might be a little unclear. You don't have to show that you had COVID or anything to get this penalty. But I mean, this is broad-based for everybody who qualifies per the terms of this notice. Okay, and I'm going to explain what those terms are um, in a minute. Um, and, you know, this is this is fair, right? It, it, it just seems there's a level, there's an element of fairness here. We're submitting things to the IRS, right, that they're sitting on for months and months and months. Um, you know, e-filing returns are, are getting processed fairly quickly. But, you know, with these with people who owe back taxes and need to file back tax returns, you know, there's 16, 17, 18 tax returns, we can't, we can't e-file those. No one can. So we have to paper file them. So we submit them and they're sitting on the IRS's desk for months and months and months, right? Granted, right, there are reasons for that. The IRS is underfunded. Well, not anymore. <laughs> I'll probably create a video about that soon. Um, but, you know, they, they did have to do things last year, like distribute, distribute stimulus payments, the advance payments of the child tax credit. Um, but it, it's fair, right? Like the, the IRS got behind. And so, you know, some people got behind on, on, their, on their taxes too. So isn't it fair that, hey, if the IRS is going to say, hey, we're getting behind and we'll get to you when we can, for it to also say to, you know, taxpayers, hey, if you got behind, we're going to cut you, cut you some slack here as well. Right, so I think that's fair. Um, I do think there's kind of another reason here that it, that is unspoken, and that is, um, you know, because the IRS is getting all this funding from the Inflation Reduction Act, um, I think they're going to go in beast mode when it comes to collections. Okay, maybe not when it comes to audits of lower income folks. Um, both the Commissioner of the IRS and the Secretary of the Treasury have said, right, that uh, audit risk should not uh, increase. Um, for households making less than four hundred thousand dollars, that's not in the law. Okay, those are that, those are just statements from government officials. We're going to have to see if that's true, um, but it might be true. But what they didn't say, okay, is that collection activity is not going to increase. 
for taxpayers who make less than $400,000. Most folks who make less than $400,000, IRS doesn't need to audit you. They know how much you made. You don't have some fancy foreign, you know, corporation or, or anything like that. Your stuff's reported on a W-2 and a 1099. Okay. Um, obviously, if you file a return, you take a lot of expenses against your business income. Yeah, there's there's kind of an element of audit there for Schedule C audit. Um, but for most folks, right, most people who who are behind on their taxes, a lot of them are W two folks who are just underwithheld from their taxes. IRS doesn't need to audit you. It 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 knows how much you make, right? But that collections activity, right? Uh, wage levies or wage garnishments, bank levies, things like that. They can garnish Social Security, right? Um, that. I think is going to increase exponentially at all income levels. Okay, and and frankly, sometimes it is the lower income folks who are easier uh, to pick on. Um, so that's just my two cents. We're going to see what the IRS does uh, with all this money. Uh, I might do a video on on kind of breaking down how that money is being allocated at the IRS. But my point is, I think maybe they're trying to do this to get people to file. Uh, their 2019 and 2020 tax returns, which is what this penalty abatement is applicable to, um, by September 30th, 2022, next month, in the next month, in order uh, to start collecting taxes on them. They'll say, hey, we'll forgive the penalties. Sure, you still owe the tax, and they're going to go beast mode in collections, right? Um, but they'll get you one way or the other. They can file an SFR for you, substitute for return. Uh, watch my video on back taxes, uh, filing back tax returns uh, for more information on that. Okay, now this third section here, Grant of relief. This is describing uh, what kind of penalties are eligible for here. Okay, and uh, this first section here, uh, section three, uh, a one. Okay, is what's going to be applicable to the vast majority of you viewers out there who have not filed your tax returns. So this is saying the IRS will not impose the penalties listed in section three a one through four. So that's all these penalties listed down here of this notice uh, with respect to the specified tax returns for taxable years 2019 and 2020 uh, that are filed on or before September 30th, 2022. Okay. Um, another thing here, and so I'm going to, I'm going to read what these penalties are, but one thing to know is that the penalties listed here, right? That qualify for this abatement, uh, this forgiveness, they will be automatically abated according to the IRS. And if you've already paid the penalty, it will be refunded to you. Okay. Or if you do, you know, if you do still have a balance, it'll be applied to your balance the IRS has on you, right? So that's how that works. Kind of like a refund, a tax refund as appropriate without the need for taxpayers to request this relief. So they're saying this is automatic. They're saying you don't have to go and, and sign up somewhere and request it. They're saying it will be automatically applied. Um, but never take the IRS at their word. You got to check them. Okay. So be checking your account transcripts, uh, be looking for this abatement uh, on there. doesn't really give a timeline for when to expect this. Obviously it will probably be sometime after September 30th, 2022. I would expect to maybe see these abatements uh, in Q4 of this year or uh, Q1 of next year, but they'll probably give some more guidance on when these um, penalty abatements are going to be credited. Um, okay. So what kind of penalties qualify? Uh, so the penalty for failing to file Form 1040 by the deadline. And that's why I know most of you folks out there have not filed your tax returns in several years. That's This is the form you should have filed, Form 1040. So this penalty abatement is for 2019 Forms 1040 that were due in 2020 and 2020 Forms 1040 that were due in 2021. So if you didn't file those returns, 2019 and 2020, okay, and you file those returns and you come clean, 
right? By September 30th, 2022, the IRS is saying, hey, we're going to waive that massive 25% failure to file penalty, but you got to file by September 30th, okay? So my recommendation to all of you out there who have not um, filed your 2019 and 2020 tax returns is to do so ASAP, Okay. Um, my company, we recently, uh, brought on, uh, some new staff who are ready to file back tax returns, get on the phone with the IRS, do everything we can, uh, to protect people, uh, from getting their stuff taken by the IRS. If you want to reach out to us, 866-8000-TAX. That's 866-8000-829, uh, to schedule a free consultation. Um, other, uh, I'm just going to go through these really quickly. Other kinds of returns that um, or penalties that are eligible for this abatement is the failure to file a penalty on 2019 and 2020 uh, estate tax returns, Form 1041. Oh, and, you know, it's everything in the 1040 series, right? So, you know, Form 1040NR, non-resident, right? So everything in the 1040 series, everything in the 1041 series for estates and trust, um, Form 1120, right? Failing to file a corporate income tax return. Corporation pays a tax, right? And so the penalty for failing to file the return, which is based on that tax. Um, failing to file Form 1066, REMIC, not applicable to probably anybody watching this. Failing to file uh, Form 990PF, return to private foundation. Um, and then this is all the foreign stuff here, right? 5471, um, you know, 3520, so uh, this is the failure to file a partnership return, right, Form 1065, uh, failure to file a, a S-Corp return, Form 1120-S, right, and this is all like the 1099 stuff, the information returns, okay? So um, basically, folks, if you did not file 2019 or 2020, Form 1040 for yourself, Form 1041 for an estate or a trust, Form 1120 for your C-Corp, Form 1065 for your partnership, Form 1120, uh, 1120-S for your S-Corporation, Okay, file these returns by September 30th, 2022, and the IRS will automatically abate these penalties. Okay, um, retail tax software, you won't be able to e-file these. You'll have to paper file them. And as long as you get it postmarked on or before September 30th, I recommend certified mail return receipt. Get a postmark by September 30th, 2022. Um, you will get these penalties abated. This is what the IRS is saying. Um, if you'd like us to handle it for you, we can e-file, still e-file uh, these returns for you, so you have that peace of mind. Uh, but whatever you do, file by September 30th, end of next month. Um, there are some exceptions here for fraud, right? So, uh, right. So the penalty relief is not for the penalty for fraudulent failure to file. Um, penalty for fraud, right? And I, I think a, talking to a lot of folks, right? I talk to a lot of folks who haven't filed their back taxes. Rarely, and when they when we have that free consultation, rarely do I hear any of these badges of fraud, right? It's just people who just got behind, right? Um, so uh, you know, I I I I don't know. There might be some criminal types out there, but I doubt that that this applies. Uh, to the vast majority of you folks out there. Um, and so I, I had some uh, a question about this actually yesterday from a client, this sentence here. The penalty relief described in this notice um, does not apply to any penalties in an accepted offer and compromise under Section 7122 because acceptance of the offer conclusively settled all the liabilities in the offer. All that's saying is if you submit an offer and compromise right, right now that includes your 2019 and 2020 tax debt, that offer and compromise is for not only the tax debt for those years, right, but also the penalties and interests, okay? So you don't need this, right? If you get an accepted offer and compromise, 
that offer and compromise wipes away your penalties anyway. You don't need this this special um, abatement. Does that make sense? Um, okay. Uh, same thing with the closing agreement. And then at the end of IRS notices, it'll tell you who drafted it. Um, the uh, the attorney, usually drafted by an attorney at the IRS, uh, is Han Huang um, of the Office of the Associate uh, Chief Counsel. Office of Chief Counsel is um, uh, the IRS's legal department. So good talking to y'all. Uh, it's It's been a minute, hasn't it? But like I said, I do want to get back on the uh, content creation train. Um, if you need any help with your back taxes, uh, whether it's filing back tax returns, if you want to see if you're eligible for an offer and compromise, currently non-collectible status, some kind of partial payment installment agreement, uh, give us a call 866-8829. Check out our website, choicetaxrelief.com, and uh, we can see what we can do for you. All right, folks, have a great day. Bye-bye.